Hi and welcome to the Step Over Podcast. My name is Josh Lemoyne. I appreciate you being here. You look fantastic. This is Ottawa's Grassroots Soccer Podcast. This episode's been uploaded on Monday, November 15th. So if you're giving this a listen, you know, first part of this week, there's a good chance your mind is on uh, the big Canada-Mexico game coming up. And you probably watched the Canada-Costa Rica game uh, from Friday night. And of course, on a cold night in Edmonton, it was Ottawa's Jonathan David that scored and gave Canada the 1-0 win. Now, if you watch the game, I'm not sure if it's what you expected was going to happen. I think part of the idea of of having the Costa Rica game and the Mexico game uh, in Edmonton in November, I think a big part of the idea was that, oh, it's going to be cold. We're going to be used to that. They won't be. But I think that logic is kind of flawed. I mean, I'm from Ottawa, born and raised here, spent most of my life here. And if it's zero degrees and you're and you're asking me to go outside and play soccer, first off, probably not going to do it. Second, if I do, not going to be at my best. And I don't think Canada was either. Like, I don't care where you're from. If you're playing soccer at zero degrees, that sucks. And not only that, I think we can agree Canada, you know, the men's team is good now. Um, like, we're legitimately just better than teams like Costa Rica. I think playing on a frozen field actually maybe hurts us more uh, than it hurts them. Like, if you watched the game, you saw the ball skipping uh, in ways that it won't on a field that isn't a block of ice. And having so many skilled guys, uh, I think that screws with us. So we didn't really, at least on the first watch, uh, I don't think we dominated the way that we could have. Uh, maybe if we'd been in maybe, uh, you know, a warmer locale. But in the end, it was Ottawa's Jonathan David uh, scored in the second half. Gave Canada the 1-0 win. And after the game, Canada Soccer put out a tweet, you know, saying, his name is Jonathan David. But Jonathan David retweeted it saying, like, he also goes by Joe. Like, he likes Joe as his name. Now, after reading that, I had a dream that as a country, uh, we co-opted the Stompin' Tom Connors song, Big Joe Muffra, and rededicated it to Big Joe David. I don't think we even need to change a lot of the words. But with all due respect to Joseph Montferrand, or whatever his name was, if he was a real dude. I really like the idea of calling him Big Joe now. I think that should, like, I think that should be his name. And and it'd be super easy to co-opt the Stompin' Tom song, Big Joe Muffera. You know, I don't know how the rights for these things work, uh, but I'm going to play a little clip. And everyone will tell you around Carlton Place, the Mississippi drift off of Big Joe's face. Heave high, heave high, oh, the best man in Ottawa was Muffera Joe. Joe. Now Joe had the portage from the Gatineau down to see a little girl he had in Kempville down. He was back and forth so many times to see that gal, the path he wore became the Rideau Canal. Heave high, heave high, oh, the best man in Ottawa was Mufferaw Joe. Now, do I think Jonathan David, Big Joe David, will identify with this song? No, I don't. Do I think the song is probably way too valley for him? Yeah, yeah, I do. But do I think I can make this work? I think I can. So I'm going to work on this. Uh, but there is a, uh, there's actually two watch parties for the Canada-Mexico game uh, on Tuesday. One is at the Senate on Bank, and the other is at, I think it's called Glebe Central. Used to be the Arrow and Loon. So those are two official watch parties happening for the Canada-Mexico game, uh, and you should be there. I'm definitely going to try and make it to one of them. And hopefully watch Big Joe uh, bag another. On November 6th, the University of Ottawa GG's women's soccer team uh, unfortunately saw their season come to a close uh, in the OUA East semifinals against their, uh, it seems like their arch rivals, Queens. Ottawa beat Queens twice in the regular season, but Queens got the best of them in the semifinals. 
both fantastic teams um and just always seems to be very uh dramatic games now there are several awards uh handed out to gg's players uh cassandra provost won the oua east rookie of the year top scorer emma lafave uh won the most valuable player in the oua east uh and five players were named to the oua all-star team um kat delev Emma Lefebvre, Adrienne Devlin, Trinity Esprit, and Sadie Sider Eckenberg. Now, the best coverage of GG Sports uh, is with the Fulcrum, their English language newspaper. Um, and probably no one outside the team knows more about, really, probably any GG's team than reporter Jasmine McKnight. Uh, I was lucky enough to chat with her uh, about the GG season uh, and just get her thoughts on 2021 and heading into 2022. Uh, so, here's my chat with Jasmine McKnight. So we're here with Jasmine McKnight. Uh, she's a writer for the Fulcrum, uh, the University of Ottawa's English language newspaper. Now, is it fair to call you like a sports writer for the Fulcrum or do you cover um, other things as officially, well? Officially, I am the sports editor um, this year. And then the past two years, I've been the associate of the sports editor. So Okay. Um, You're in charge of the sports desk then? Yes, for, for the most part. It's actually nice though, because our current editor-in-chief, he, uh, he was actually the guy that was the sports editor before me so I feel like at the Fulcrum we 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 care a lot about the the sports section and we take good care of it I like to believe um as far as you know the paper publication actually goes as well as social media so yeah fantastic yeah yeah no um so one thing I noticed this year is a um is a bigger presence of the Fulcrum online like on Instagram and stuff like that so yeah um, I made that I definitely made that one of my main goals was like you know not everybody wants to read an entire article they just kind of want like what happened? I want the content now. I want to, I just want to know what happened, like kind of energy. So I think, yeah, really important for me to get that Instagram going. Right. Well, um, I mean, I think it's working. I think it's been noticed. So, you know, really good job there. Um, so, uh, and I take it that you're also a UOttawa student? Uh, yeah, I'm in my fourth year now. I, I like to put the title student athlete there. I do um, play and captain the uh, women's ultimate team. Um Okay. Can't say we're anywhere near as successful as the soccer team, but you know, we're, we're getting there. Okay. Well, no, let's talk about that. Like how, <laughs> you know, so how was your ultimate season? Um, we had our nationals a couple weekends ago, our Canadian nationals. Um, we ended up winning division two. So, you know, nice little trophy there, but it wasn't the result we wanted. We wanted to be playing in the division one, the top eight teams in Canada, um we actually lost the bid in kind of like a three-way tie situation where we ended up losing the tiebreaker by a single point um so kind of heartbreaking in in that sense but happy that we were able to take the rest of the days of nationals and you know get a positive outcome being top of division two so yeah the ultimate i always think looks like a pretty cool sport to play and i i like i'm terrible at at, you know throwing a frisbee um (laughs) So are there different positions in that? Or, and um, like if there are, like, what do you play? Yeah, there are different positions. Um, they're just, they're called handlers and cutters, which essentially people that are not too familiar with, with ultimate, I would kind of say is like, you have like your, your kind of quarterback line and then you have your receiving line in a way that's obviously that's not exactly how the game works, but yeah, I'm, I'm a handler on the team. Um, and yeah, we just, you just play. <laughs> right on. Um, okay, so you're a student athlete. Uh, so the student part, like, what are you studying there? 
Um, I'm in communications right now. Um, I also minor in sociology, but not really because I want to, because I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but have yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to graduate and focus on work because I, at the moment, really enjoy what I do. So okay, and what is work? Um, mostly just the fulcrum, just uh, you know, trying to find opportunities in sports. And it's, you know, at the university level, I feel like I've been able to cover some pretty awesome things being at the University of Ottawa. So grateful for that. And, you know, I just want to get my degree and kind of just progress in the sports world. Okay. Um, now I'm curious, because uh, you know, something that I've grown to appreciate is the caliber of sport in general at the university level. Is that something that you've that you found or or did you kind of always have like a very, did you know already, you know? Um, I would say in, in high school, I started to like notice and like become interested in like university sports and the level that was there. Um, I didn't really know that Canadian university sport was actually so interesting because you, obviously you hear so much about um, like the NCAA and like those big tournaments and stuff that they have. When I, so I'm from Saskatchewan and um, for some reason, when I was in high school, basketball was definitely like becoming a bigger thing. And um, my high school team, we'd actually like um, go attend like University of Regina games. And it was pretty cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is sweet. This is awesome. But it really wasn't until I was actually at the University of Ottawa where I was like, oh, wow, like these are like elite athletes. Like they definitely, you know, are competing and it's fun to watch. It's crazy. But yeah. Uh, so you're from Saskatchewan what like what brought you to to you Ottawa um it was really impulsive I would say um (laughs) like I said I um in high school I was on the basketball team and we actually had I don't really know how we got away with this but we had like three weeks in a row where we were away so we did a week in Ottawa had a tournament week in Calgary had a tournament week in Edmonton had a tournament came home not really sure you know in high school how you get away with that but I'm not complaining but while I was in Ottawa we uh we actually practiced in um the Ottawa gym and everything and I was just like you know what I kind of like it here my coach was also like our um what are they called academic advisor type people he was like apply then I was like sure and then I I texted my mom I was like hey I'm gonna go to the University of Ottawa she was like oh that sounds great go ahead (laughs) <laughs> so here I am <laughs> I think that, it was a good move for me <laughs> so you've enjoyed your experience here then oh yeah for sure okay right on um so like especially when I'm talking to someone you know getting to know someone uh like not not in the capacity as a as a player like I like to find out like um you know what's your history with with the sport of soccer um yeah so I I, I played soccer in high school and that was pretty much my entire knowledge of it for a while it was just like run around kickball so fun um then when I came to the University of Ottawa I guess the sports editor at the time because I actually started with the fulcrum by just volunteering and then eventually freelancing um the sports editor didn't particularly enjoy going to the soccer games or something because I always ended up covering soccer and I actually really enjoyed it and I think what was nice too is as a new writer and somebody like trying to get experience um the girls on the team were like easy to talk to they were good to interview so that like got me 
feeling comfortable and wanting to cover those games more. And then also just because the GGs, as long as I've been here, have just been so good that it kind of like, you know, you're watching a great level of soccer. It's hard not to be excited about it and become invested. The world champion, um, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> so you've been writing for the Fulcrum um, and you've been writing about the GGs women's team. Uh, as we said, one of the top ranked teams in the country. So their season came to a heartbreaking end in the OUA semifinals against uh, Queens. Now uh, you were at that game, right? I, I, yeah, I was watching. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say was the feeling around like around the game in the lead up to it? And then, and then what was the vibe like as it was going on? You know what? So leading up to it, I, I feel like a lot of people that watch the GGs are like always pretty confident in that team performing, but to be honest, like, because it was against Queens, I was just like, you know, it's actually going to be a tougher game than people might realize because while like we played them in regular season and um, that, that went to in favor of the GGs, it wasn't the like dominant completely like in control of the GGs or in control for the GGs type of game. So I guess I was like, I was really excited. Like I was still confident that like the GGs girls were going to like pull through. Yeah. But like being there, it's always good energy. And I think, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like playoff games and just like the energy is always good, Okay, but it, but it is kind of like a nervous feeling, especially when you're down. Well, yeah, like was, uh, you know, I'm not sure what kind of crowd was there, but, um, you know, was there, was there a sense that like, you know, what, I think, I think we could pull this off or, or was there like, you know what, it, it might not be the day. It, it always feels like the day to be honest. Oh, really? And yeah, I don't, I, like I said, like, I don't really know how to explain it, but even the last time we matched up against Queens, like is that's the easiest thing to compare it to right now. Like the goals were not scored early. So that feeling of like, oh, is like, are we going to be able to do this? Are they going to be able to do this? Like it's, it's always there. But then you see how explosive that team was thought it might go that way. Like, I feel like personally and like people there on the side of GGs, like you always you're just like they're they're going to find a way to do it. Like it's not a team that quits. So. So you recently wrote uh, this really great piece about um um about fifth year player Emma Lefebvre yeah um so people can find the piece on the fulcrum.ca um and you know about how Emma has really left her mark on the team mm-hmm. um so for those who don't know like what can you tell us about about Emma um because she seems like such a standout player that that more people should really know yeah I mean I think she is definitely one of the first names that if not the first name that comes to mind when you talk about the GD's women's soccer program which is kind of crazy because if you think about it over the even the recent years, there's like standout players like like Michaela Morton or Miranda Smith type people. I think Emma Fave is just she's outstanding. And like she even as a spectator for for multiple years is just someone you can count on to score goals. And um, when writing that piece, I did have the opportunity to talk to some of her teammates, talk to Steve Johnson, their coach. Um and it's just clear that the whole team has all this respect for her and the grind that she puts in. Um, and then this year, she she finally hit the 30-goal milestone, which is kind of crazy. Um, so huge congratulations to her for that. OUA East, it, it, I think it was announced today, but OUA East All-Star 
uh, also MVP, which is, again, crazy. But, like, just kind of goes to show you, like, one, the kind of players that, you know, are produced in this program, and two, just the work that she puts in. Because, again, I was able to talk to some of her teammates, and they were telling me that, you know, she puts in the extra hours on the field, and she's a leader. She's someone that, as a striker, still, you know, is essential to the defensive play of the team and that's kind of just something you you want like a well-rounded veteran player so yeah in your piece uh you know you mentioned that uh you know she's she's planning on pursuing professional opportunities probably in Europe um do you get any sense of like where she might end up um you know because I've spoken with uh past teammates of hers Miranda Smith and Margot Shore um Mm -hmm. and uh you know sometimes you um, you know, you have some family connections, you aim, you know, oh, I'm going to try and get on in like Italy or, or it's just, you take whatever, uh, kind of comes across the table. Um, do you get a sense of like where she might end up? Um, I never really got too deep into that part with her. Um, she did mention that she would like to play in France or Spain, but besides that, I'm not too sure where things will take her. Okay. So obviously the GG season didn't end the way that they wanted, but the regular season itself was, you know, it's very strong. You know, uh, the team had uh, five OUA All-Stars named just today as we're, as we're recording. The coach was coach of the year, MLFA MVP for OUA East. So what would you say uh, were some of the highlights of the season? And, and who else do you think uh, were some of the standouts to you? Um, oh God. There's just so much. That's uh, awesome. That's, yeah, that's no, what podcast it, is for. I think part of what made this year like so exciting was obviously like it has been so long since we've been able to see university sports. Like it feels like forever. And I guess going into the season two as world champions, it's like you're just like, what are they going to do next? What could they possibly do next? Uh, so like I don't know home opener was just exciting to have like the crowd was exciting and it's also nice to see other athletes out supporting like the team Um, like we have one whole section that's just other student athletes and they're loud Um, particularly like I want to say like it's the rugby men that the things that come out of their mouth I'm like that's so funny like they're just like it's a good atmosphere there and then also just having like you know all all sports services other students um and families like it's it's just fun I think for me too since we're talking about Emma LaFave so much like having her decide to come back for another year was also really exciting and seeing what she could do going into like other standout players like I really was impressed with newer younger players um Cassandra Provost like she was was rookie of the year yeah rookie of the year she she came in and she was able to generate a lot of goals for the GGs and that's cool and then um like Trini Espert's pretty new too I think she's in second year so it's like it doesn't really matter like what parts of the team you look at there's a lot of success there like offense defense it's crazy and going back to that queen's game it it was really exciting because it, it came down to the end and um it was it was an extra time goal that was shot from like 30 yards out 
that went into so just secure that win and it's things like that where the crowd's like or what happens if what happens if it goes to a tie like people don't know that it's just like it ends at a tie but like they're, <laughs> they're like they're like what happens if it goes to a tie is it gonna tie and then and then she just shoots it and it's in and it was crazy and it's just like I don't know there was a lot of that this like not a lot of that this season so um it was cool to have that like at home um because other games both at home and away it's like usually this season particularly it was just a lot to nothing um I didn't get to go to the game at Carlton on Thanksgiving the one that ended as a tie the only tie yep um but also getting that result back after beating Carlton I think it was for nothing it was like hmm that's interesting what's going on here is this gonna be you know like a downward trend for the GGs or was it just a little slip up so just a little reality check yeah yeah interesting season for sure are there any areas the team needs to focus on improving for 2022 Uh, that's also a good question I think just maybe being a little more consistent but in a way it's kind of I feel like in the past couple years it's been hard to um do that as like a team that's a higher level than a lot of the teams they're playing because then when you do get challenged I feel you know they got on their heels a little bit and it took a minute to claw back in and I think that's what happened with Queens in the semi or yeah semi-final game and I think that also happened a couple years ago when a similar situation losing to York in uh was it York but whenever they they miss that nationals again i'm not sure how recruitment was going over um covid it looks like it went pretty well when you get players like cassandra provost coming in and scoring a handful of goals but that might be you know something to keep in mind when you're kind of you're at the tail end of a couple like staple players careers and you know you're losing emma lefebvre now aside from that i'm not too sure that's fair that's fair. Um, okay. On a scale of one to 10, one being not likely and 10 being very likely, how likely is it do you think that the GGs make it to the national championships next season? In your expert opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, one to 10 is a lot yeah. to work with. So um, I think at this point, um, I'm, I lean towards a higher number um it sucks that i have seen two uh, like two maybe three like just phenomenal gg's teams not make it to nationals um especially this season and the pre-covid season uh i feel like at this point you have to really believe in the program history and in steve johnson and the rest of the coaching personnel at the gg and you know, the, the type of players that are staying and coming in. So I'm going to go with like an, an eight. Like I really believe that we're going to see them in nationals. And um, obviously this depends on what occurs with the rest of the OUA, but I might be biased, but I'm very confident in the GGs. I mean, eight, like eight sounds reasonable. Like it's not like a guarantee. You're not saying for sure they're going to nationals, but you're, you're confident mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. it's just you know a hiccup like that this year and then yeah years ago it's like there, there's something about this OUA semi-final that is, that is not good for the GGs but 
It's just I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna figure it out. Right on. Um, okay. Well, that's all the questions I got for you. Um, but before I go, uh, are there any like upcoming pieces uh, that you got in the pipeline or like personal projects that you'd like to plug? I saw that you have like a Twitch page. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I do. I do stream on Twitch. Um, my Twitch is just Jasmine McKnight. No spaces. Nothing crazy. Um, I primarily stream Call of Duty Warzone and Vanguard that just came out. Um, but the big thing is that the new Warzone map is dropping in a few weeks. So if you have any interest, please come check that out. As far as um, sports projects, um, yeah, I cover pretty much every GG team that you can think of. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, j.mcknight08, or just find me through the falcom.ca and it's under sports section, Jasmine McKnight, all the stuff's there. Um, there's going to be a lot of men's hockey content in the next little while. I'm also going to be looking to do more pieces like the one I did on Emma Lefebvre on some interesting and, you know, accomplished athletes or upcoming athletes at the uh, University of Ottawa. That was my chat with Jasmine McKnight. I want to thank her again for joining me. Give her a follow, Insta, Twitter, Twitch. And before we go, uh, I just want to give a shout out uh, to another podcast, Soccer Snobs. They're doing a fantastic fundraiser called Kitmas. Follow them on socials. You can either donate a good condition unused kit or you can donate money uh, so that they can uh, purchase kits uh, for those who you know, want them and are deserving of them and uh, may not have the means to to get them themselves. Uh, it's really just a nice fundraiser and it deserves your support. Uh, so yeah, give them a follow and donate if you can. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much. My name is Josh Lemoyne. Uh, we'll see you. The Mississippi dripped off a of Big Joe's face. Heave high, heave high. Oh, the best man in Ottawa was Maparajo. Now Joe had the portage from the Gatineau down to see a little girl he had in Kempville down. He was back and forth so many times to see that gal. The path he wore became the Rideau.